Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Because you also don't say Moscow. Do you say Moscow? Because Moscow, Moscow is Moscow okay. in Russian. Okay, we're, okay, we're ready okay, to go. Sir. Yes, we are. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Renee Subs Tennis Podcast with special guest, my roommate, Andrea Pekovic. Um, Petko, eh, today, meh. What a mediocre day. <laughs> there we go. It wasn't a poo-poo day. It was a mediocre day. There were some great matches in particular. This At 11 a.m. on John Kane yes. Arena. That yep. was a great that match. Was a match. Well, let's start with Rod Laver. Mm-hmm. The first match on Rod Laver was Diana Yastremska, mm. the qualifier. Now everyone's like, oh, a qualifier? Mm. Beats Azarenka? I'm like, listen, Yastremska is a really good hitter of the ball. She, yeah. We have known her for years. This was somebody who was once ranked 21 in the world. She is capable, very capable of beating anyone on their day, on her day, because she hits the ball unbelievable. She hits the ball unbelievable. And listen, when she was 17, 18 years old, she had played the finals here, had lost of in a here in Australia, open juniors. of the juniors, sorry. Yes. And she had lost a heartbreaker in the third set, 7 6 in the third. Um, and but she having a tequila. Renee is having a tequila. One of us is healthy. As you could see in Renee's stories, one of us is trying to take care of their body and another one is trying to not take care of their body. I admit it. It's, it's okay. I just needed a little tequila tonight. A little pick-me-up. Well, and you know and who else likes tequila? Manorino. That's true. There you go. So carry yes. on. Um, and so when she came on the, on the WTA tour, she had some amazing successes. Yeah. She's won, um, she was won title. So she really was the next big star on the horizon. And a lot of people thought she's going to be the next one of the young generation to win a Grand Slam. Yep. So I think that has to be put into context that this why we say this is not out of nowhere. Yeah. I think a lot of people expected her to make a big run at a major tournament way before now. Yeah. Of course, injuries happened. She had a ban, right? Yeah, she had a drug ban that she, in the end, they took away. She had yes. an explanation on why. And if you don't know what that explanation is, look it up. It's a good one. Yeah. Mm. Well, we don't know, right? right? We yeah. don't know. They took it away. It was ruled this way. And so, but she had breaks. Let's just put it this way. She had breaks, uh, whether that be through injury or through other things. Um, and now she seems to be hitting her stride. And it really looked to me today like she was able to overpower Victoria Zarenka. I don't think Mika 100%. was playing badly, honestly. No. I think she was playing okay. Yeah. I just think that Yastremska came with such 
firepower. She had nothing to lose. She really wanted to win this match today. Yeah, because there's the undertones. Let's let's also put that out there. We got a Belarusian playing against a girl from Ukraine. So we know what's happening in the world. And so the Ukrainian players have an extra incentive when they play against any Russian or Belarusian player. And, you know, you saw it today. Yastremska was too good. I mean, you know, I, I, I thought it was a great post-match interview that she gave an insight into what was she was thinking. She's like, I... I I never felt like I was going to win the match because she was down the whole time. Mm. But the biggest issue, and will forever be, and we had a really long discussion mm -hmm. about this uh, in the players' restaurant, about the fact that Victoria Azarenka's serve has let her down throughout her career. Without question, she would have won at least, in my opinion, six Grand Slams, at least if she'd had a good, reliable serve. Mm. And it's what let her down again today. She served for the first set. She had opportunities to close out the first set, couldn't do it, whether it was a double fold or just shitty serving in general. She served well against Ostapenko, mm. but today she did not serve well and no first serves in, barely a first serve in the court in the first set. Like it was a joke. It was like five. I think she maybe had four or five first serves in the court. Mm. I mean, you cannot beat anyone. And it was a long anyone. first set. You cannot beat anyone not getting a first serve in the court, mm. especially when your second serve is kind of crap, right? Mm. So... I mean, I'm being tough on Victoria, but it's like I have so much respect for her as a tennis player and a competitor. But to me, it's so disheartening that she never, ever improved that serve. The reliability of her serve. At five foot eleven, she should have had a better serve. Yeah. And now if you look up her serve as a junior, <laughs> her serve has come a long way because mm. it was horrendous as a junior. But we had a really interesting discussion. So I want you to tell me what what you said today. Well, as two things. The one thing where I, I agree with you to an extent, the thing that I don't didn't agree with you on is that she didn't work on her serve because we had a stat in the match against Ostapenko that her serve is 10Ks or seven miles an hour faster than it was last year. So clearly she is working on it. And she might not be working on the things you would work with on her, the reliability, maybe a bit different spins, a bit smoother technique. That's what you told me you would do with her. However, I do think she's working on it. And I do think that she's going about it because I know Vika is somebody that wants to improve every day and wants to improve every year. And she clearly has the stats, the facts state it um, that she has not in the department that you would like her. So that was, I think, our discussion today. And I really loved this discussion. Chanda Rubin was part of it because we went hard and we discussed hard and we debated and there was a lot of like, I disagree, I think this, but it was so respectful. I actually getting a goosebump because it was so respectful and we were having fun and we were laughing. And in the end, we basically were like, oh, we love you. I love you guys. Okay, see you. Bye. Yeah. And it was so fun to talk about this in like a really hard, uh, like um, passionate manner and just go aside and... And be like, okay. And we, we're still best we, friends, basically. we all agree to an extent on certain things. Yes, exactly. But one thing that you talked to me about today, which I thought was really interesting, I was like, how my, I said, how can someone not change that serve as a junior yes. better? And you had an interesting thought about mm -hmm. that, particularly someone coming from Belarus. Yes. So my, that was really, that was a good, uh, that was maybe the most interesting part of the discussion because I got an insight into your and Chanda's brain and you Australian, Chanda's American. You are both from federations that always had a lot of money because they own Grand Slam tournaments. Yeah. So they have a lot of 
money to put in the youth development, to have good coaches and to be like, it's important that we build good juniors with good technique that will win us titles when they are pros, yes. when they play ATP and WTA tournaments. Now, I come from Germany. It's not the poorest country in the world by no definition, but it's not a federation that has a lot of money. And I have strong roots in back then Yugoslavia, now Serbia. So I know how these federations think. And for them, they get money from the government if they win the Europe Cup under 12, if they win uh, TARP under 14, if they win a certain, you know, if they become team champions in the World Cup. Those are the competitions in Germany. They get money. They get money from the government because they get the funding based on performance of the juniors. And so, then they get youth money for this thing. So they are not going to go to Victoria and be like, hey, listen, at 12, at 12 years old, she's the best junior in Europe by far, by far. I know because I was two years older and we heard when I was 14, we already heard there's a 12 year old and she's winning everything. Yeah. That was Victoria Zarenka. And one thing that hasn't changed about her, if you go to the video, backhand looks amazing. Yeah. Forehand looks similar. Yes. And she's feisty as fuck. And she does the same thing with her fingers and her hands when yeah. she loses the point. It's classic. <laughs> That's so but true. But the service motion is horrendous. Okay, but let me fin finish. Yeah. So at that time, the co no coach will go to her and be like, Vika, you can win slams. And in order to win slams, we need to change this motion because this will take six to eight months. And we have Europe Cup in three months. We have the team competition in Next five week. months. We have the Junior Billie Jean King Cup in six months. I can't have you serve 25 double falls because I changed your motion. So they just go with what they have. And this was such an insight for me into your guys' different mentality who have grown up around really good coaches who invested into you long term yep. and i was lucky with my dad my dad was my coach and he always told me like i don't care if you win juniors don't push because once you go on the wta tour if you start if you push there you'll be toast so yeah. just hit the ball hit 200 unforced errors i don't care but don't win the europe cup under 16 and then lose on the wta tour first rounds yeah. and so i was lucky in that <coughs> but federations need Especially but when your they dad was fun. a coach, but someone he was like a Victoria tennis coach. Exactly. parents were not. Were not. Not from tennis, no, right? No. I think they were athletes or one of them was an athlete, but they weren't uh, tennis coaches. And so I think you have to consider how a federation thinks and what they expect of their juniors. And for them, every year is a new junior around the corner that will win them titles hopefully and those titles will give them money, money. so they can fund their own salary yeah and so I, it was so it was such a it was such an insight that chandra and i were like uh-huh ah. <laughs> so that makes sense but having said that still i you know once she got out of that and started making money i think there was a, an opportunity for her to really work on that service motion without the hitches and she has literally three hitches in her serve still so anyway back to yestrem scott she played fantastic in the end she was down 4-1 in the second set and looked mm. like, oh, it's gone three sets yeah. because she won an incredibly tough first set. She played some incredible tennis to win the first set. Like winners all over the place when it really mattered and then got down 4-1, which is so normal. We're like, oh, here we go. It's going three sets. And then she, Vika sort of didn't do enough for 4-1 and your strengths just sort of settled again, got that second win and she was unbelievable. Mm. So congrats to her because yeah. she was really, it, it was, it's nice to see these young, these young women that have had these young 
expectations mm. start coming through in these moments and that was one of them yeah. today so i was really yeah. impressed with the way she handled her and i think herself. the at six all in the first set tie break i think oh. that was the epitome of the whole match vika hit a nice return through the yeah. middle like a high percentage shot with good depth and Yastrzemska kind of on the back foot pulled off a forehand down the line inside winner. Inside out yes. was unbelievable. And then the same thing again. She hit like a good return on set point. Hit a good return. Vika actually got really good depth on it with a lot of spin. And I was like, this is the perfect percentage shot. Again, like a good shot. And then winner. And then again, Yastrzemska half on the back foot hit a forehand inside in winner that time. So she really too good. She took it in her own hands and she pulled it off. And that was great. Um... Sadly for you and I both, I was calling the Vika match, and but we were keeping an eye on it. clearly what was happening over Margaret Court and I ESPN went match, over, mm -hmm. and Svitolina uh, was down. Well, to love, she hurt herself in the second game of the match. Something went wrong with her back, and so that was absolutely horrendous mm. to see her have to default at it was, love. Yeah, she it was, was in actually... tears. I was in tears. I was calling Vika's match, but we were watching it on ESPN and we went over there and we saw it and when she left the court in tears, I was like, had tears in my eyes, I had to refocus my, you know, I was calling the other match, but it was really, I, I feel so bad for Sitalina. It was a major opportunity for her in this draw. Well, it was and she uh, She was she actually... playing a post-match in a like press conference where she said, everyone's like, oh, it was a good draw and da 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 and she's like, there's no good draw. She was mm. like, everyone's really good. Everyone mm. that's there deserves to be there. And she was so classy with the yeah. way she handled that really dumb fucking question. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's yeah, we can say it internally that this is a good draw. Mm. I mean, there were some good draws. You're not playing a Rybakina in these situations or an Iga Shiontek, but those players are there because they've beaten players that have beaten those players. And that's just the way tennis is. Mm. So I thought she handled that really well. But Alina, I oh God, I hope she gets better. But Minoskova, whoa, she's are going to be dangerous uh, because she hits the ball really, really big. Yeah, she hits the ball big. Well, it was actually in the last point of the first game that Svitolina okay. injured herself and she pinched a nerve in her back, oh. in the lower back. And she kind of bent over. We thought it was her ankle because she grabbed yeah, her ankle, she but she was shoe. just um, stretching it out. And then when she called the physio, I turned around to my co-commentator, Mark Pecci. I muted us and I was like, this is done. Because yep. you just have this locker room reputation and that you always talk about. And Elena Svitolina is known as a tough motherfucker. Yeah. She's so pain resilient. Yeah. And she would rather chop her leg, leg off than, than call the physio yeah. out on court. And I, was, I, I just made a gesture to Mark, this is done. If she calls the physio, yeah. this is done. And she tried two more games, but it was virtually impossible and she had to retire. Yeah, so uh, Alina, get better. But you know what the bottom line is? You're so right about the locker room reputation because it's certain players that if they called the lock, like for a trainer, you'd be like, oh, here, <laughs> yeah, here we, we go. go. <laughs> Whereas when you have someone like that call the trainer, you're like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. Like, I think I called the trainer twice in my whole career yeah. 22 years yeah. of play so yeah. if, if i'm calling the trainer and i, I actually remember them t I, I i fell at their french open and i literally like like tore fingers in like my fingers and the, the trainers are like huh renee's calling the trainer. it gotta be bad let's get out there because that's the reputation that people have and so elena oh man that was that was really hard to see Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you want to finish Jin the women first? Yes. Looked... Good enough tonight. I don't know what the hell with Ocean Dota, though. I mean, what the fuck kind of attitude is that going on? There was the I mean, worst I think, attitude. Here's the thing. I think she was shitting herself. I think it's the biggest court she's played on in the biggest moment of her career. And some people, they handle their nerves with anxiety and trying to do too much and, like, you know, screaming and yelling at the crowd or screaming and yelling at their coach. And then there's some that just look like they don't care. There's Some people... Their way of handling stress is like they don't care. Right. And that was her tonight. But and I'm like, what are you doing? Well, that aside, I think yes. she might have also been a little bit hurt because her leg was strapped, whatever. That aside, she spent 30% of her energy fighting her opponent and 70% of her energy fighting with her coach because I was sitting courtside yeah, yeah, yeah. and I could hear her after every single point going like, Arrête, arrête, stop it, stop it, stop yeah. it. The guy is just sitting there like a statue. Like, what do you want him to arrête? Should he stop breathing? Yeah. <laughs> like, arrête. should he I die? die? <laughs> should he die? What, what, are you, what does he have to is arrête? Is that going to be our new what shirt? What does he have to arrête? Is that going to be our new shirt tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> arrête. Why? You want me to die? And I was... I, I okay, to... I'm stopped breathing for you. Exactly. No. He was literally, every time they showed him and every time I looked at, I, when you sit courtside, you kind of have to get up. So I would always get up and look at him and it seemed no, like... No, we could see the... him on TV. He wasn't moving. And he at wasn't one moving point, at all. At one point he was about to say something to her and she wasn't looking at him and he kind of stepped back and he was like, okay, well, I can't really do anything if you're not going to look at me. Every single point so between serves, yeah. she would miss a serve, go around and be like, ah, oh, look. Je ne peux pas servir. Oh, qu'est-ce que je fais? Oh, arrête, arrête. I'm like, you can say I can't serve. I'm not feeling well. This is a lot. You can say all that. Get it out of your chest. But don't tell him to arrête breathing because then we have a situation and we need to call a medical team. <laughs> you know, need just to get say, the ambulance like, out there. Boyfriend was sitting there like it's nobody's business trying to support her <laughs> with like a statuesque face and she's just like yelling at him to arrête. It was a scene. Very uh, frustrating. It was to tough watch. to call. It was tough to call. But you're absolutely right. Um, every player has a different type of defense mechanism when uh, shit ain't good. When emotions overwhelm them and situations overwhelm them, and um, and you could see she was up and down. Right then, she raised her hand when yeah, she won when a point, and then she didn't try again. Then she tried so hard and played well. So it was just. I think she brutal. was dealing with herself. But a lot. the better player won through in uh, Chin Wen Yang. Chin Wen Chang, and she looked good. I mean, she she, she played good. solid. She played 
within herself. Yes. Because she knew that her opponent was self-destructive yeah. left and right. And so, she was really good in, I thought she was really good in restraining her energy yes. and keep containing it. Because there was one point where uh, Dodin really tried and she just remained cool, like neutralized the pace, didn't like fist pump, but didn't go crazy, yeah. didn't show any negative emotions. And she was struggling on surf today a oh, little terrible, bit. Oh, terrible, yeah. So I think she had like 40% yeah, for serves. Awful. It was really, really it was bad. Awful. But she got away with it because she's she, just better. You, there was just no energy. There was no energy going anywhere. It was all within herself. And, and that will help her in the next match. That's the important thing. Yes. If you are, know that you're beating your opponent and they are beating themselves, don't beat yourself. Mm. And that's what she did tonight. So too good from her. Um, nice to see Kellen Skyer. Yes. Get what through. a talented and, player. You know, really. look, Pialini is one of my favorite players. Yeah, I great. love her. She's like five foot three and she's just so fun to watch. Mm. And she was the 26th seed. So she's had a great 12 months. She did. Yeah. But Kellen Skyer is this player that has been on the verge of like breaking yes. through. And she just cannot quite get over the line. She's yeah. had some good wins. But she just can't get over the line. And one of the things that I want to stress about Kalinskaya is that she has been with her coach, Patricia Tarabini, mm. for years. Yeah. Like We're talking like over four years. Mm. And it's unfortunate that a lot of these players don't hang in there with certain mm. coaches. Mm. And I love the fact that this former player, Patricia Tarabini, has been with Kalinskaya. They train in Miami. She's put so much time and effort into her. And every conversation I've ever had with P Patricia Tarabini She's always so positive about Kalinskaya's efforts and her work ethic and just trying to pick the right shot at the right mm. time. And she's just she's a little bit talented. immature. And da, 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 da. Of, yeah. But the fact that she is now into a, a quarterfinal of a Grand Slam, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy for her, but I'm really happy for Patricia Tarabini, mm. who's invested a lot of time and effort and emotion. She's invested in this kid and it's come to fruition in this situation. And look, she can... She can keep going. Mm. She's good enough. She plays amazing tennis when she's yeah. on, and she's quick as fuck around mm. the court. So I was really happy to see her get through yeah. comfortably today because that was a fairly comfortable match for her. So mm. anyway, the women's uh, are through for the day. The guys, let's face it, how good did uh, Mr. Alcaraz look today? I mean, he was unbelievable. Can four, you... four and oh, like no problem. And against uh, Mishmit Kekman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miomir Kitsmanovic, or as some, I have to repeat it until the day I die, as one American announcer in Miami once called him, Mishmir Kekman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Mishmir Kekman, uh, maybe we should make a t-shirt, my favorite player is Mishmir Kekman. Kekman. So see if anyone can work it out. Yes. But Alcaraz was just awesome today. He was And the so last good. time, that's what I wanted to play, the last, yeah, the last time, time they played, it was a brutal match in Miami. Yeah. And it was really, and Kekman, <laughs> fuck, I can't say it normally. Kitsmanovic has the game. It's your language. Yes. Kitsmanovic has the game that can bother Akras because he has a good backhand down the line that he can take early and he could have bothered him. But Carlos, man, he looked incredible today. And I still feel like he's flying under the radar. Is yeah, that the same 100%. feeling you have? And I don't understand why. I don't Because he pulled off the same old Carlos Alcaraz shots and, uh, and I think it's him. because he had a huge plate of potatoes oh my God. next to us Literally, in the player we dining. And and I went, we were sitting having lunch today and I look over it and I'm like, oh my God, he is eating 35 potatoes. He it was, was like unbelievable. Two, he was eating two pounds of potatoes. It was classic. Just potatoes. Well, shit, I got to tell you. It's worked. It worked. Yes. Uh, he looked And also we today. were talking about whatever we were talking about and we just both stopped 
mid-sentence when we saw him come with like 7,000 potatoes. So now we were like, like, is he going, is like, did he bring sides for the table? No, that was it. He just was had, like, is he going to have a steak and share it with, with his team? No, no it was just I like told him, I saw him as we were leaving the courts tonight because we were leaving at the same time. I said, listen, I saw the potatoes. I made fun of it in the interview and he was really funny about it. He goes, that was pre-match. Last night was sushi. But, but t- tonight he was, uh, he was so cute. I said, you know, the last time I saw you eating in the player's restaurant, you were eating a big fat cheeseburger. So he is the opposite of Novak yeah. in every way, but he's also a kid. So maybe that, maybe that well, needs to change. Well, the potatoes are unhealthy. They're That's good. good. Yeah. Um, Daniil Medvedev uh, went four sets today. I think he was a little upset, but I, I love the <laughs> fact that he said at the end, Borges was playing really good tennis and really made him play yeah. a lot of ball. He said, I was tired yeah he said at the end of the third set i was exhausted but then he got a he got fired up for the yeah. fourth set he had my... also a 10 minute meltdown oh, of emotions so... he sometimes has that he was up 5-2 in the third set he i don't know if he had match point but he served for the yeah. for the match and had a complete meltdown there and then picked it back up in I the mean, fourth I set that gr- me too that... but i have to shout out another Fucking fantastic oh, Jim Korea interview. Oh, you want to say that? Yes, I was gonna say how about he's just so good, and I love him so much. And I, uh, I lo- every time I see him, I fawn over him, and I, he thinks I'm really weird. And Jim, when he sees me, he like ch- uh, you know like you? yes, when you yeah. you know when you go at night as a woman when you walk the street and like a strange man comes and you change this. I'm the strange man for Jim Korea. I am the strange man You're for Jim. When I come, he changes the side of the street because he's like, oh my God. Here she comes the with fan, all the praise. The fan again. I'm like, Jim. No, but you know what? Everyone everyone said it to him. He, he, he had a lot of people giving him a lot of praise. But it's funny. I, I, I asked Daniil about why he stands so far back at the US Open last year because I'm so interested in things like that as well. And he told me the story. He's like, listen, I was just kind of messing around a little bit with my coach and, uh, you know, I stood back and then I made the return. I was like, oh, that's actually pretty good. And his explanation today to Jim was so perfect and it was so spot on and it was so funny. Mm. And I just love Daniil Medvedev. I think he's so funny. He's so engaging. People either like him or, or don't like him. They, I get people say, I really love his personality, but his game is so ugly, blah, blah. I go, guys, you have to appreciate the fact, and look up Nick Kyrgios's comments. Nick Kyrgios made this comment about the fact that he saw him in juniors and he was like, oh my God, who is this kid? He mm. should get another job. Oh, He's right. like, his game was so ugly. Mm. He's like, who is this guy? Why is he playing tennis? His game is so bad. And he, and, he was, and he said he was terrible in juniors. And then mm. he goes, and now what did he do? Oh, he's only won a Grand Slam, been number one in the world. Yeah. He's like, it's amazing how much he's changed the last like 10 years of his career. And I'm here for it. I have, to, I love say, I have to say one thing. I'm such a sucker for people who play a sport in an ugly manner. Yeah. They are my favorite people in the world. For me, that is Daniel Medvedev. Mm-hmm. Monica Niculescu, mm-hmm. Mario Gomez, a soccer player from Germany. Okay. He played so ugly. We just went Every, off. And always in the 86th minute, he would stumble and like his right hip would somehow score a goal. Uh-huh. Dirk Nowitzki. Okay. If you think about it, he doesn't have... Oh, it's Dirk. Not Dirk. Not Dirk. No, it's not Dirk. It's Dirk. Dirk. The Americanized way the of saying Dirk. Dirk. Yeah, Dirk is, Nowitzki. Hey, Dirk. Yes. Okay. But don't you love these players who look like kind of lanky? They sh- they look like they should never have been athletes, but yeah. they make it work. And not only do they make it work, 
out of this supposed weakness, they make something so unorthodox oh. that nobody can play them anymore. The dude, I, I love, love it. I love watching him. I love his personality. I love his crazy. I love all of it. So I'm here for Mr. Daniil Medvedev from start to finish because I think he's great. Um, Alex Zverev gets through again in five sets. He wins the fifth set tiebreak against Cam Norrie. And it was a great match. Like, it was super competitive. Cam played so well. He's coming into the net a little bit more. He's working with this Aussie guy now that's helping him sort of navigate getting into the net a little bit more in Stephen Haas. But he played a terrible the worst tiebreak mm -hmm. I've ever seen. I'm I mean, glad you the said drop it. shot was working when he was hitting it that inside-out one. Mm -hmm. And then he just thought, oh, I'm going to hit one cross-court now. And then I'm going to hit back. I was like, dude... The drop shot works from time to time. And when it works, you're like, oh, that was... No! Oh, great shot. And then you're like, he missed so many balls. Yeah, two double faults, I in think. In the tiebreak, yes, yeah. two double faults. Zverev just hit the ball in the court. Mm. Cam was fucking awful in the tiebreak. Yeah. And I was like, dude, where did you go during the tiebreak? Yeah. And, and Zverev is very good at putting the ball in the court when it matters. That's his biggest strength, and I would sure say. And he sure did that in the tiebreak. And Mr. Cam Norrie was horrendous in the tiebreak which was a bummer because it was such a competitive good match yeah and just to finish it like that was just like eh, uh, uh, yeah. uh. okay one guy that usually goes the distance in yes. every match that he yes. ever plays i mean if there's a guy that's played more tie breaks this year or last year and gone three sets it's Hubi Herkach, who i adore he's like a five-year-old in a 25-year-old body he walks you know he's got that pigeon toe walk and he's like a he's like a he's like a big kid he's like playing in a movie you know you're like pretending to be 25 but he's actually really five that's what he reminds me of and he's so nice he's so sweet he wins in straight sets seven six seven six six four against mr kajal is that what you say it kazoo kazoo thank you unheard of unheard of wild card but he's He's, no, no, not Kazo. I meant that Hubie Hercatch oh, well, wins yeah. in three sets is yeah. unheard of. Yeah, it is unheard of. But but listen, he got the job done. He won those tie uh, breaks. Kazo actually played a really good match um, against a fellow French person. Uh, in the tournament? At the French Open. Oh. And he had a, a wild card there. And I saw him. I was like, oh, this kid this is actually good. not bad. Because yeah. normally, you know, in, in, at the French Open, they give these randos wild cards. You've never seen them before and you will never see them. <laughs> and then you have like... 20,000 French people screaming, Allé! Allé! and you're like, this dude is literally ranked 7,000 in the well, world. And they love him. But I have to say... But this one is really good. He was averaging the other day 133 miles an hour. Average. Yeah, yeah, no, he's like, really good. I saw fuck? him at the French. He was... And I feel like Caitlin... I feel like Caitlin was with me for some reason. Well, maybe Caitlin, have you? Did you see that with me? I don't or know. Maybe she doesn't I just have didn't. the ability to answer that question right now. But anyway, that was amazing. So guys, it was a great day. Day nine over and done with. We look forward to tomorrow. And may I just add that Andrea Pekovic won her match earlier today as well with no injuries. Did you win? Oh, I think you played Corentin Monte. Okay, great. But did you win? Um, I did win. Six okay. three six four. Thank you very well, much. For well, well done. So you're a winner. Yes. Um, so tomorrow on the schedule, Marta Kostyuk, Coco Goff, Novak Djokovic against Taylor Fritz, Krajikova versus Sabalenka. Down the bottom half, of the draw in the women's is three. Grand Slam champions. Yes. Okay. And up the top, there's it's a player that's going to make the final that's never even been to a semi. Mm. So it's unbelievable, I believe, right? No one's been to a semi up there. No one. 
I no, don't think so. Absolutely no, yes, not. Jim's absolutely no. not. No. Um, and so Krajikova Sabalenka will go at it in the night session, and then Yannick Sinner and Rublev. I just hope that it. I can. I get. This is my goal for the Australian Open 2024: is to touch Yannick Sinner's hair. Oh well, I can try and make that happen for you. So I just two, want to touch it like this. The two gingers are going at it. That's going to be my T-shirt. I want to touch Yannick Sinternet's hair. Oh, okay. So we've got, a new, we've got a new T-shirt for the day. But we just want to give a little shout-out to Chanda Rubin today because Chanda yes. also said she came up the, with the funniest best. line yes. of all time that we're going to turn into a shirt. And because you wanted to know about how she played in her games, and she said, well, did you have any tr trouble playing certain players? I asked her, like, which players did you hate playing is what I asked. And she exactly. said, pushers. I have no respect for no, them. No, I just can't respect them. I just can't. That's right. She said, pushes. I just can't respect them. I go, oh, my God, I'm making it a shirt. It's going to say pushes in the front, and on the back it's going to say, I just can't respect them. And for you at home that plays tennis, you guys know the pusher is a pain in the ass. Yes. So Don't tomorrow, be a pusher. Don't be a pusher. In a world full of pushers, be a hitter. <laughs> in a world full of pushers... Be a Chanda Rubin. Do yes. not be a pusher. All right, guys. So day 10 tomorrow, day 9 is over and done with. Broody, thanks, buddy. Thank Another you. day in the bag. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow. You'll see me on ESPN and you'll see. And me? here. Not me. Petco not on the world feed. You will see you. If oh, you, I'm playing at 11 a.m. Actually, if you watch ESPN Plus and you get the world feed, you get the. The dosed tones of an Andrea Peck. Yeah, I always whisper. I don't know yes, why. I know. Stop whispering. Yeah. They can't hear you. I know, but sometimes I think they can. If they do, they'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Okay? Until then, speak up. All right, guys. Thanks for everything. We appreciate you listening to us. And for now, it's Guten Nacht and cheers. Bye.